This is Atolio Conversations, where some of today's top IT executives share their stories, insights, and biggest lessons learned. I'm Luke Alley. Our very first guest on the show is Yusuf Khan. Last year, Yusuf became a partner at Ridge Ventures, an early stage venture capital firm. But before that, he was a five-time CIO at companies like Automation Anywhere and MoveWorks. In our conversation, we talk about his background, what he's learned about partnering with startups, and how he now decides who to bet on. We also touch on the jokingly titled CIO Group Therapy Sessions, which were a series of monthly dinners he started organizing back in 2014, where he brought together Bay Area CIOs to learn from one another and hear pitches from startup founders. So with that, over to my conversation with Yusuf. Yusuf, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to do so. I know that you had about uh, 72 other people that you wanted on this list. Yeah, they all turned us down. But I made it to the inaugural list. I'm at the top of the list. I'm I'm winning. So thank you very much. (laughs) Of course, right. So first off, how are things going over at Ridge Ventures? Is it going as you expected it to? Or have there been some surprises there? Yeah, it's not going as I expected. It's going even better, actually. So after five stints as a CIO, and uh, of three of those, I kind of held CISO responsibilities as well. Moving into the venture industry was uh, something I've been very passionate about. And so far, so good. You know, we get to work with a great team at, at Ridge um, and, you know, people like Brendan Baker, who's been in the industry for, for many years when he was an employee at AngelList. Alex Rosen has been in the industry for a long time. So it's been, it's just a, a great team to work with, great set of founders. And, you know, it's really good to reconnect with a lot of both friends and people I've admired in the industry and the startup ecosystem. And so, uh, so I'm having a ball. So let's talk about that transition. Before Ridge, you were the first CIO at five different companies, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I've always, I was always bought in as like the, uh, they're like, you know, the you know, weird accent, uh, you know, weird background, wears a sweater vest all day. How much damage can you really do? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. So how would you say that informs your perspective as a VC? Yeah, you know, I think it, it really does in a number of ways. Probably first and foremost, I've bought hundreds of solutions. That's just what I've done as an operator. I've been, you know, operating for so long that I've just been involved in working across so many different segments in the IT industry, from infrastructure to big data to business applications to cybersecurity to AI, you know, quote to cash, basically. I mean, levels of depth, but I'm just a monumental nerd. And so having access and that experience has been really, really, it's just been amazing. And so that gives me a very good vantage point when I look at companies and look at uh, early stage teams about where, where I see value, uh, where I think there's room for improvement or otherwise. I think ultimately the other piece, uh, part of that experience has been, I've always worked very closely with the startup community. I've advised hundreds of companies informally. I've advised a few formally and officially. And I just, I, I recognize that company building is just tremendously hard. And so if I could play a part in that journey, I'd be honored to do so. And I think it's, it's you know, I feel that that was my kind of focus uh, in what I wanted to do in my career. 
speaking of your career path, part of your story is that early on you wanted to pursue a career in venture capital and you applied to some firms, but you were turned away. Yeah. So then you pivoted to what would be a very successful career in IT and as a CIO. So now you've come full circle, right? So this is kind of an odd question, but looking back on your early career self, when you were applying to those venture capital firms, if you were now in the shoes of one of those hiring managers, do you think you would have hired yourself? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so a couple of things on that. So yes. Yeah, so one is I was fascinated by the VC industry. I just was, um, you know, people deride it and criticize it. And there's all the things that sort of there's jokes about it, but fundamentally it's been a, a driver of growth, uh, and a positive impact on the economy period. Uh, so I'm an advocate for it. Um, and look, yeah, I was very excited about being being able to do that. And I went in with the same thesis. I was like, I've been an operator, I bought technology. Um, it's still early. And I can tell you kind of where things are heading towards. Um, and But the problem was at the time in Europe, um, the venture industry was still very, very early. And I think there's not as many funds, number one. I think that was one piece to it. And I think the um, I think it was a bit more market momentum to a certain extent. I think it was... Uh, I think a little bit conservative to a certain extent in certain areas. In others, it was with a very, very specific uh, a thesis in terms of investing. And I think the kind of lack of structure and process was also probably not the right environment for me uh, from my standpoint. Um, I would have hired me. I was like really hungry. I was like really like wanting, I was, you know, super enthusiastic and super passionate about it. But apparently that didn't translate into anything, which was totally fine. But yeah, looking back onto it, I think it was a learning, it, it, was a, it was a journey for me to get into a place to figure out not just that I want to be in venture, but what I actually want to do. And as I've now discovered, there's a very specific stage, there's a very specific type of team, there's a very specific type of process, there's a very specific type of industry. There's lots of things that you don't want to do. Uh, where do you find that place? And for me, that was Ridge. Um, so it's been a long journey uh, and I had no regrets. I don't really look back with any regrets. I built... Uh, I've had operating experience in multiple sectors and industries across multiple geographies. Uh, I think that's been helpful to founders and startups. I've, I've been involved in multiple public companies and the IPO process. That's been immensely valuable to me. Um, so it's been a, I've, I've lived a very, very interesting career. And I, I just think that getting all of those experiences together to be able to at least provide those to early stage founders would be hopefully of value. And so that's kind of the thesis. So um, I feel like a little bit of group therapy in that question. So I apologize for the verbose nature of my answer, but I think it's important to give context that it's just an industry I've always been very passionate about. You mentioned the group therapy, which I also wanted to talk about. You've spoken elsewhere about how those dinners offered an opportunity for candid discussions with other CIOs, as well as some honest feedback for startup founders. So do you have any thoughts about what exactly is so valuable about having candid conversation and how people might facilitate more of that? Yeah, look, I think the important thing is, I, I always say this, transparency equals efficiency. You don't have to navigate your way through a conversation if you're able to say exactly where things are, right? Number one. Number two is, I think uh, creating a forum and an environment where you can have a candid conversation is absolutely really critical. Uh, the way you do that is by not by having many presentations, it's by basically having very, very focused conversations about what the problems are. 
And number three is you actually have to be honest about what you need. And a lot of founders don't do that. And I think a lot of people should do it. And they should be very clear about what the ask is. Do you want to be a design customer? Yes. Here's what you want from a design customer. You know, do you want feedback on something because you're not sure about the roadmap? Yes, you should actually basically ask those questions. And so the community of CIOs that I was able to put together uh, and organize around the CIO group therapy dinner, it was very collegial. There was a sense of camaraderie around it. The objective was to be directly helpful and provide good opinions and feedback to founders who were sponsoring those dinners. And the environment was one where people could be direct with the objective of being helpful, not being critical in its very sense. It was much more about saying, let me tell you why I would never buy this product. And I think that sort of feedback is required for founders early on in their journey. And I think it's important to, because it brings out things that they need to figure out either on the leadership side, either on the messaging side, either on the product side. And I think that's important. I've had tons of those conversations, both in the dinner, but also working with several founders uh, informally, like I used to. Yeah. And I think that we also really value those conversations. And we really appreciate having been able to have those kind of candid conversations with you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So going back to startups, can you talk a little bit about the differences between a good and a bad relationship with a startup from the perspective of a CIO? Yeah, let's, let's do this on a, on a kind of a lightning round. A good relationship, partnership. Bad relationship, selling. Good relationship, transparency. Bad relationship, selling. Good relationship, reporting on progress. Bad relationship, when's the renewal. Good relationship, transparency of the roadmap and why. Bad relationship, we think this is a good idea. So those are the key things that that typically come about. I think fundamentally, it's really about basically being able to build a partnership. People are taking a bet on you for all intents and purposes. They've done it because they believe in your vision and what you basically sold. Second, uh, what does success look like needs to be defined. A lot of companies don't get this right. They're like, well, we signed up a design partner. We'll just keep building away, et cetera. No, provide regular updates. Tell them where things are working well, things where not working well. One of the peop- things that don't realize is this is a great opportunity for members of the CIO's team um, to grow and develop. So why doesn't a founder CEO come back and say, hey, by the way, you know, here's what's working. And we're wondering if you could, you know, members of your team are great, but we need them to do this. And we're trying to figure out and, you know, and I think being able to provide some candid feedback, that's what a partnership is about. Being able to say what a successful customer looks like. And I think the other piece is much more about, you know, recognizing and appreciation. Uh, I tend to use the word that you should probably have more gratitude than attitude. And I think that's really important. I think you should be thoughtful and understanding that people have taken time and effort to be able to build something. Of course, they've they've got benefit from it, et cetera. But let's be let's be honest. You know, they it requires a little bit of creativity to say, well, we're going to now invest time and effort uh, in building it, building in being part of building something new. Uh, whereas we've got tons of other priorities. So there has to be some thoughtfulness and appreciation uh, put around that. And I think that's important. Um, and lastly, I think it's about kind of a, a, the relationship going forward, right? And what that basically looks like. And I think that's, you know, good relationships are one where you are a reference customer, whether it's public testimonial, whether it's uh, for investors, um, or to refer to other CIOs and peers. That's, that, those are successful relationships of, of, of what I term. And I think I, I'd like to say, you know, I, I've been involved in a few of those, um, and I think they've worked out relatively well. Um, and so, yeah, and I, I actively encourage 
when I speak to CIOs and I speak to CTOs and I speak to VPs of IT, I said, you should literally look to try and innovate and work and partner with, within, within, with the startup ecosystem as much as possible. Um, because I think that's really the way you're going to innovate at scale. Can you tell me about a successful partnership that you've had with a startup? Yeah. So look, I think there've been many. Uh, I think the, the, the key thing to understand is you think about the business need that a CIO has. They want to focus on a, solving a particular problem and they, then they need to figure out the way to solve that problem. You'll go through a process of speaking with your team. You'll go through a process of speaking to the vendors. You'll go through to speak to other CIOs and you'll discover that you really haven't got a, a good solution in place that, that typically works. So that's kind of the mindset that goes in when you think about design customers or, or working with startups at early stages. And then, you know, through your... Uh, connections and relationships. You're, this is why I encourage CIOs to work with VCs, not just myself, but others, is that you'll start to figure out where people are investing, where they basically see needs. So there's a thought partnership that exists there. Uh, and so as a result of that, you'll start to see a bunch of companies that come through, right? So yeah, you know, I was a, a founding customer of a company called MoveWorks, which built out an AI platform for resolving IT support tickets. I think it was a phenomenal product. You know, then uh, other customers also followed who were also foundational customers uh, for that for that company. I was an early-ish customer of Slack, um, you know, in 2015, signing a, a multi-year deal. Uh, the product was still clearly very uh, early, but growing very fast, had a good brand. Um, I definitely thought that that was kind of a, a focus area. Um, Smartsheet, I wasn't a design customer, but I was an early customer. I saw it very early on, um, and I've been a customer of it five times over from that standpoint. Umnitsa is an IT mass management solution. You know, I, I met with Arthur Luzinski of the founder and gave him tons of feedback. And he was like, look, you know, would love to try and think about you as an advisor. And, and I think the first thing I was like, you know, that could come later. The key thing is I really want to be able to focus on the product and fix this solution uh, for, for me as a, as, a, as a customer. And that was also one that basically kind of done well. So a, a lot of these have sort of come about where it's been a mix of first customer, you know, early-ish customer, but underlying all of this is you've got to give direct feedback, um, and that will basically permeate in 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 good results, basically. So, so yeah, that's 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 kind of variety there. How does that now inform how you decide what startups to bet on? A couple of things. It as a VC, I come from one vantage point, which is having bought hundreds of solutions. You think about what people need. And I have that from an operator background. I think the other piece is much more about, you know, technology in the industry is moving so quickly. Services and products are being developed so quickly that sometimes it just takes a tremendous amount of research. And so you start to basically figure out where you start to see problems and clusters of problems start to basically form and therefore solutions forming around that. And you're like, well, that seems to be a space. Data security seems to be a space that I, I look at. DevOps transformation and depth tooling uh, is something open source, of course, is something that sort of forms in. So part of it is being able to figure out the area from an operator standpoint. And the other piece is working that as a VC, now you have to look at different vectors. You look at the team because you're making an investment in them. You think about the overarching product market uh, and the fit that basically comes into play. So so number of different vectors come in, but the operator advantage point comes in from saying what people buy. And then the other piece, the investable piece comes in to say, hey, you know, is this an investable business? and a team and a market that's big enough, basically. So it, it's a very nice combination, I think. Uh, but I'm still very early in the, in, the, in the venture industry. So I'm definitely the glorified intern trying to basically make it out here. I'm, I'm definitely the accidental CIO and the unconventional VC. So 
we'll see how this uh, works out over the, over the years ahead. Well, Yusuf, thank you so much again for being on this inaugural episode. Thank you very much. Thank you to Yusuf Khan for being our very first guest on the show. And thank you to Tom Tierney for the intro music. Make sure to subscribe to Atolio Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and follow Atolio on LinkedIn. And to learn more about Atolio, send an email to 42 at atolio.com. That's the numbers four and two at atolio.com.